Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Who's ready to hear from God? Let me rephrase that. Who's already heard from God this morning in what we've just been singing? Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence here right now. If you haven't spoken to the Holy Spirit yet this morning, this is the Holy Spirit of the living God. Right now, just, just connect with Him how you connect. If you don't know how that is, just say, I'm here. I'm here and I want to hear. I'm here and I want to hear. Because heaven is always speaking. Heaven is always sowing. Heaven is always generous. Because its abundance is seen on the earth. Father, I thank you right now for your presence here. Guys, I can feel the presence of God just moving through this place right now. Holy Spirit, speak to us individually, corporately, as only you can. You are the breath of God, the pneuma, the Spirit. Father, have your way in this time right now, I ask in Jesus' mighty name. Change lives, transform destinies, alter thought patterns and synapses and and neural pathways. Change them, Father. May they be changed and transformed. No more going back to the old. No more going back to the old way of thinking, the old way of living, the old way of doing. Thank you, Father. You are making all things new. All things new. Have your way, Father. Have your way. If you agree with me in that and you want to join in that, you want that in your life, say, make it so. Make it so, Father. Make it so. Let's set up a shout of praise to our God. hands with someone next to you or or elbow bump or fist bump or or just give a wave thank you team for leading us this morning so appreciative so grateful for you offering your gifts and your time your mental health sometimes I'm shaken. Thank you, Father, for your presence. And it could be because I don't have a second hand to clap with, so I clap on my forearm. I don't know if you can see that. Um, hands are made to clap with. Forearms aren't. But hands are made to clap with. If you're not clapping your hands, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to the Lord with a voice of tri- Yeah, thank you. I don't know what I'm going to do with those, but... They were so kind to give them to me. I'm just messy. That's what they're saying. We know you're going to spill something, Stephen. I didn't wear a white shirt just for that reason. But I'm wearing pink. My wife likes seeing me in pink. She goes, you're wearing your pink shirt today. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. 
The thing is, though, that I make it look good. (laughs) There it is, the arrogance and pride. (laughs) The ego, hey. Uh, He goes with ego. Uh, It's good to be silent and just um, connect with God at times. 1 Corinthians 11.1 starts off with a really profound statement from Paul. Follow me and follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. What he's actually saying there is choose to become the imitation that I've chosen to become, which is imitating Jesus. Now, usually an imitation is what? Good or bad? Not if you're buying a Louis Vuitton, not if you're paying good money for it, um, but imitation stuff nowadays is fake. It's a counterfeit. Oh, this isn't real. This is an imitation. But this is a pure imitation. This is actually something that we are not only encouraged, but that this has the stamp of approval of heaven on it. This is a heaven model and a heaven pattern right here. Choose to become. We go, oh, yeah, I'm following Jesus. Following Jesus until something bad happens. Oh, where did he go? I don't know where he is. No, choose to become. It's not just what's happening to you. It's not just what's happening around you. It's what's in you. What's in you. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in you. Too many times the church has said, that behavior is wrong. We can't have that in the church. And so people go, okay, well, that's who I am at the moment. So I have to get away from church because of condemnation. But we're not meant to be like that. The Word of God says that those that are stronger are meant to encourage those that are weaker. So if you see something going on, then there is a call on our lives when we see something fractured or broken or weak. There is more required of the strong than there is of the weak. We are called to uphold. We are called to pray for. We are called to strengthen. We are called to... To be Jesus, to choose to be the imitation of Jesus on this planet. What an incredible encouragement and challenge that is. My message today is, I've changed it so many times. What did I tell you it was going to be, (laughs) Jesse? What are you in? What are you in? It was, what are you into? But the the emphasis in capital I-N, what are you into? What are you in? The word in, in scripture, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not stuttering. The word in, 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 my mama said, my mama said, my mama, my mama said, my mama. The word in, in the Greek means to a place of position in place, time, or state. It means to be conjoined. There's no separation. It's like a, a weld that you don't see the weld. It is a connection, a joining, where there is no lines of fracture. There is no lines that are seen that's, that show a division between that's attached to that. 
it is conjoined, it is melded together, not just welded together, it's melded together on a spiritual level. It's instrument, instrumentally or instrumentally, it's, it's a harmonious thing. It's an instrument that we use to become, to become. In means to become something. We harmoniously become. And it has attached to it peace. Peace all over it. Everything about it relates to peace. It has to be in peace. Jesus said, my peace I leave you, not the peace that the world gives. It's a peace that remains. (laughs) How many times have you thought, yes, this is finally happening. And then it gets pulled out from under you and your peace is destroyed. And you're like, where are we now? But there are other people I'm looking at through these times that we're going through. And they're just, they're, they're not even bothered by it. And I'm like, I want to model that. I want to imitate that. I want to become that way in thinking. I want to become that way in my mindset and who I am. It's a choice that we make that leads to completion. All that is encompassed in the word in. So I'm going to be reading some scriptures out here that have in, in it. So, and it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. What are you into? What are you following? What are you becoming? Because whatever you're into is what you will become. Gandhi even says, that which I meditate on, I become. Jesus says, as a man thinks in his, oh, sorry, the word of God says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. What we meditate on is so important. What we let rattle around, that's why it says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, be be transformed. Say transformed. Is that just a, a suggestion or is that our objective in life? It is totally our mandate and our objection to be in. To, to be transformed, to be in, to be changed, to make that choice, to say, hey, and when you're in, you, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just read some scripture. Slow down, Stephen. That coffee is really strong. So he has another drink. Honestly, I love worship this morning. I love being in worship. And worship isn't just singing songs. It's who we are. It's interesting how um, when I was young, I remember asking mum and dad, what's heaven going to be like? And they said, wow, it's going to be this place. It's a, this time in God. And oh, wait a minute, it's not a place and it's not a time. But how else do we describe it? Because that's all we've got to go on. Heaven is here. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven has come near you today. But not only that, since his death, burial and resurrection, the kingdom of heaven is open to us now. Ash just said, we can boldly come into the presence of God and worship. And so when I ask, what's heaven going to be like? Oh, we'll be worshiping God for eternity. Now to a little kid who sits in church waiting to go to Sunday school where you have fun and you're singing songs going to be doing that going to be singing songs for eternity and and honestly back then we had weird songs when I was growing up 
Joy is a flag flown high from the castle of my heart. Or for you South, Af- South Australians, from the castle of my heart. It just doesn't work. Castle of my... Is that what you're saying over there? You're saying castle or castle? I can't hear you. You've got a mask on. So you're castle. Yeah. We'll forgive you. Yeah. No, actually, I've changed the way that I... I, I keep saying it. I... I say grant, and then I say grant in the same word, and then I castle and castle, and I'm like, oh, Stephen, make up your mind. What are you doing? I didn't want the concept of, church, of, of heaven in my understanding, just singing songs for all of eternity. And, and I wrestled with it for a number of years about, I, is, this what it, is that all it's going to be? Because we're going to be worshiping God for eternity. And then God showed me that it's not just singing songs. Worship is actually the very actions of our life, the very, every part of our being, every action, every reaction, every thought, every attitude, everything honors and glorifies God. We have that potential right now to be in heaven by our actions by our reactions, by our responses, by our thought life, I choose to become the imitation of Jesus. Who who was Jesus? He is the imitation of the Father. Not a counterfeit, not a fake. He is who the Father is. He says, I don't do anything unless the Father tells me to do it. I, I don't say anything unless the Father tells me to say it and he wandered through life not wandered he was directed through life and he encountered heavenly fatherly pattern so many times that he went whoa this even changed my perspective Kylie and I were talking about this morning the woman that came to him and said Jesus can you do this for me and he says no 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 because you know you're just a, a puppy he said, because she was a Samaritan, you're just a puppy. And, and we can't give food that's meant for the, the, the children of Israel to puppies. We can't. And it was an endearing term. He didn't just call her a dog. He, he was actually, that's the interpretation we've got. Our culture doesn't understand that. But he was actually being kind to her in saying, well, we can't just give it to puppies. And she said, but even the puppies get to eat the scraps. Immediately he identified, this is father. This is a heavenly mindset. And he said, wow. Cornelius comes to him and said, was it Cornelius? No, the centurion comes to him and says, you know, because I haven't got this in my notes. I'm just flying off the cuff here. And says, my, my servant's sick. Can you heal him? He says, take me to your house. And he goes, no, 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 I'm not worthy to have you in my house. He says, but as I, I'm a man under authority and a man of authority, and as in my military world, I can command something to happen, and I know that it'll get done, you can command things in the supernatural realm that will change things in the physical realm, and you just need to speak that word, and it'll be done. And Jesus goes, Father Patton. Father Patton right here, I am identifying, this is Father Patton. He goes, go, it's done. I haven't even seen this faith in the rest of Israel that could align itself with this type of heavenly pattern. That guy was into something that no one else was into. What are you into? And not only that, what are you transforming into? Because whatever you're into is changing you. Whatever you're into is transforming you. 
Social media will transform you. Oh, and it's not good. (laughs) Things that slide never slide up. They always slide down. It's a gravitational, you know, law. It always slides down. We're not called to slide. We're called to walk and to rise. We're called to go up, to ascend the mountain of the Lord. We're called to be going up, not sliding down. I think that's where the term backsliding comes from. It's not in the Bible anywhere, but, but it's, it's, you don't want to slide. You don't want to slide because you go back, you lose ground. You, you let, yeah, you lose ground. Whoever that's for, grab hold of that and say, I choose to become the imitation of Jesus. I choose to follow that because in, in an instant, everything can be changed. Who's got regrets in their life? I regret that I've got regrets. There's some things that I'm so ashamed of in my life that a lot of people don't even know have happened. (laughs) And you never will. Because I choose to put them behind. Forgetting what's behind, I press on. I press on because Jesus didn't lay hold of me so I could live back there and just dwell in the misery and the regret of that. He, that if you've got regret, cast it off and look at what Jesus has done for us, the victory that he has for us. John 15, oh wow, I love this, John 15. <laughs> John 15, 5, I'm starting off with, but can I, oh, let's, let's go with that for now. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in, conjoined, changing by choice to a final completion, if you remain in me and I in, conjoined, transforming, changing to completion, to God's completion, not just a means to an end, but God's plan for your life. Who, ha- who knows exactly what God has for their life? No, but you know in Romans it says that then you'll be able to understand what God's will is after you have that transformation. Then you'll be able to understand there'll be no blockages. There'll be no going back on regrets because the enemy wants to remind us of all the stuff that we've done wrong. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Right at this moment, right at this juncture, there is the greatest spiritual battle I think I have ever experienced while I've been drawing breath. And at the moment, the enemy is trying to show us everything that we've lost, everything that's gone wrong. He he keeps bringing back to remembrance the the things that are bad in our life, but the word wouldn't... The Holy Spirit is meant to bring back to remembrance everything that Jesus has said. That's what we've got to remember. So we need to keep on realigning the remembrance of what we've done with the remembrance of what Jesus has proclaimed and the model that Jesus has shown us so that we can keep growing into that. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we... Whatever you're into will, will produce fruit. Whatever you're in will produce fruit. You want good fruit. 
Johnny and Bridie went out yesterday and picked some beautiful peaches off our tree. Come inside. Fruit fly. Can't see it on the outside, but you can see it on the inside. It's rotten and manky and it's just like, Father, why are these things in the earth? Oh, that's right, the curse, sin, yes. Yes, these things are here. They're they're one of the contaminations that, that just want to steal fruit. The enemy wants to steal your fruit. He wants to knock your fruit around. He wants it to be bruised and just fruit that you go, that's no good. I want to chuck it all away. And I said to Bridie, no, that, that one's got just a little bit in it. Just cut that off. And she's almost like, because she's like a, <laughs> Bridie's the only one of our children that when I kissed her on the lips as a baby, she nearly threw up. Mind you, I was a little bit passionate. I went, I went up to her and went, I think I sucked it out of her, you know. Like. But she cut it off and she ate it and she said, this is beautiful. This is just so nice. And there's nothing like growing your own fruit. There's nothing like getting your own produce. There's nothing like seeing fruit from your life that is good and it's wholesome. And other people go, that's good. Oh, I love it when you do this. I love this about you. You look so good. You smell amazing. That's incredible. I'm not wearing anything. I smell amazing. You know, like there is something about each one of us that God loves. And I'm, as we were singing that song, I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? And usually we're singing that. I'm not enough unless you come Will you meet me here again? And I realized that when God stopped the children of Israel and they camped and they didn't move until the cloud or until the pillar of fire moved, God wasn't like checking Google Maps to find out where they needed to go for the next part of the journey. He was waiting for something to happen in the camp. He was waiting for them to catch up with what he had already done. He was waiting for them to be appreciative and and grateful for where they were. But so many times they were just complaining and they were grumbling. And do you know the word grumbling in the Hebrew means accusation against God? We say that, I know I say that a lot, but we've got to get this in our spirit. Grumbling is not good. Complaining is not good. Focusing on the negative, focusing on the bad, focusing is not good. Because we are exhorted in Philippians, whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is righteous, whatever is of good report, meditate on these things. It will transform you from the inside out. The other stuff will contaminate you and make your fruit stink. Make it rotten. It might look good on the outside. How many times do we... See someone on Instagram and, and you go, they've got the perfect life. I want to be like them. And then you find out it's all a facade. It's all fake. We are called to be the imitators of Jesus. If you do not, verse 6, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and it withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burnt. That sounds a bit harsh, but in 
sorry, Jesse. In, in John 15, and I think it's 1, I'll just jump there quickly. Um, it talks about how the Father is the, um, no, it's not that one. Yes, it is. I'm the true vine and my Father is the gardener. Verse 2, he says, he cuts off every branch in me, in me, that bears no fruit. So many times we've looked at that and said, oh yeah, that gets cast off, cut out of Jesus and thrown away. And it's like, no, 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 no. I've cut off branches off my trees, pruned them at home. And, and we think, oh, that's then cast away and it's destroyed. This is in Jesus. It's conjoined in Jesus. This is an encouragement for us this morning because I've pruned branches off my trees at home and next season, there's a little branch growing out from where I've cut it off. It's still in there. The potential for that branch is still in the tree for it to grow again. So if you feel like, oh yeah, I've failed, I've, I've lost it, I've done this, I've done that. You don't know what I've done to offend God. And God says, nah, you don't know what I've done to make you whole. You don't know what I've done to heal you. You don't know what I've done. I've given you my son and he's done everything that you need. You're not out of Jesus. It's just some pruning. It's just some cutting because God has to. It's a natural thing on earth, but it comes, the pattern comes from heaven. And it also says, um, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So you cut if you do and you cut if you don't. Everything gets cut because God wants to see fruit. Because it's his pattern. It's not like, you better produce fruit. It's like, no, no, no. If you're in me, you're going to produce fruit. It's, it's a model that comes from heaven. You will produce fruit. You will produce fruit. Make sure it's righteous fruit. Make sure it's godly fruit. Because that's fruit that does the community good. Negative, whining, grumbling, accusational, slandering fruit doesn't build anybody up, it just tears down. Our whole political system's based on tearing down. I love Scott Morrison. I think he's a great leader and he's doing an awesome job in an arena which I wish, oh, I'm glad I was never called to be a politician. I thought about it at one point and then I saw everything that they did to each other and I went, nah, I'd kill someone. <laughs> Does parliamentary privilege stop you from being charged for murder? I don't know. Like, I'd be the guy. You know how you see an Asian, usually in Japanese parliament, they fly across and start beating each other up. I'm like, that's what I would be. I, and everyone's going, look how bad that is. I'm going, that would be me. You know. <laughs> if you don't remain in me, in me, then what? Everything you're putting your efforts into, this is verse 6 again now, you're like a branch that is thrown away and it withers. These things wither in our life. And, and then you start trying to put more effort into it, more energy into it to try and produce something through it. And all your focus is on why is my life struggling? Why is this withering and dying? I'm putting all my hope in this. And it's just withering and dying and because it's not established by God. It's not in. It's not in Jesus. And then it just gets burned up and you don't see it again. 
It's a pattern of heaven that is shown here on earth in the the material. Verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in, conjoined, transforming, bringing about a completion and its rest. Did Did I say rest before? Have you caught hold of this? It's rest. It's peace. It's harmony. If there's not rest and peace and harmony coming out of your responses in life, then you need to get in Jesus. You need to get your mind into something else because you're focusing on something that is grating, that is agitating, that is negative, that is dragging you down, and God wants to lift you up. He wants to take you out of that. He wants to transform you into the image of his son, the glorious image of his son. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, get this, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Wait a minute. So if we're doing this, we're being discipled. We're actually being discipled by Jesus. We're showing that we are disciplining our lives after a model that has been shown to us, which is good. Is everyone awake? Sorry, it's hard to tell sometimes. I'm just looking at the physical here, you know, yeah. I'm very expressive when I sit there. I I realized last week I was jumping up and shouting at Kylie for all the right reasons. You know, like, yes, you're allowed to do that for me. No one did it. It's all right. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In him, in him was life. In, conjoined, attached in him. If you want life, it's in Jesus. It's in the word of God. But the word of God is also the spirit of God. You can't have one without the other. If you just have all the word, you dry up. If you have all just the the spirit and all that, then you just weird up. You're meant to have both of them so you grow up, so you mature and you produce fruit. In him was life. That word life is the fullness of life. It's vitality, it's energy, it's supernatural, it's so powerful. And that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness. It may be in the darkness at the moment. You might be in darkness at the moment and just see darkness around you because of the season that you're in, but it will not overcome the light. It cannot overcome the light that is in Jesus. Oh, Romans 8, therefore, (laughs) I love this. There is no now. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. Therefore, there is now, now, now. 
I keep thinking back to the things that I used to do. And it's like, wait a minute, from your perspective, the past is that way, isn't it? Yeah, because it's left to right. I keep going the wrong way. I apologize for those that are OCD like that. But in my past, if I keep focusing on my past and what I've done wrong, and it might have been this morning, it might have been yesterday, it might have been a week ago, a a decade ago or whatever it was, and, and those memories come back. If you've asked for forgiveness for it, what does it say about the Father when we ask for forgiveness? He's just and he's incapable. No, it says he is just and he is able to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So sometimes the enemy reminds me, I don't know, this was not in my notes, so this is for a few of us here this morning. The enemy comes to remind me of the things that I've done wrong and the times that I've failed and the times that I've let people down and the times that I've let sin into my life, the times that I've run into sin, not just just blindly run towards sin and wanted that. And it reminds me, it reminds me of how bad I was. And I come back to the Father, I'm like, oh, Father, I'm sorry when when this happened and that happened. And and he goes, just a second, Steve. Opens up the book of records, thumbs through. No, he knows exactly where it is. He's got the best iPad. Doesn't even need it. But to us, it's called a book of life, a book of records. And, And he goes through it and he goes, there's no record of that. There's no record of that. There's no record of that. You're asking forgiveness for something that there's no record of. You have a memory of it, but I choose not to have a memory of that. So when you find yourself asking for forgiveness for something that you've already been given forgiveness for, you're just, I don't don't know, what, what is that? That's called madness, really. But, you know, that's called crazy. You know, oh, please give me that. I just gave it to you. Oh, please give it to me. It's in your hand right now. It's there. You've got it. What a great encouragement this is in our, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Because what? Because I'm so good and my behavior now is in line with what? No, because Jesus was. Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. And that is dealt with. And not only that, which was, you know, a decade ago, a year ago, a month ago, an hour ago, a minute ago. But now, now, and not only now, but in the future as well. In the future as well, it has been dealt with. And all we need to do is remain in. Remain in, being transformed. Because when you make a mistake, when we fail, when we miss the mark, which is what sin is called, when we miss the mark, if we realize and identify it, we, oh, this is missing the mark. I don't want to miss the mark. I don't want to go down the path that leads to death. I want to be on the path that leads to life. We make a decision here. It alters our destiny immediately and puts us back as the righteousness of God in Christ in our minds, but we never left there anyway. Try and get your head around that one. That's why we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can understand God's realm because it's way better, way bigger. Talk about fat. There's some fat in God and it's beautiful fat. 
There's no condemnation. There is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. The shame, the guilt, the contamination. The, oh, it sets us free. Sets us free continually. Oh, moment by moment. Even now it sets us free. Thank you, Father. I am free in Jesus. You can shout it out. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. And Martin Luther thought he was going to be the, the most, you know, important Martin Luther on the earth. But then there was Martin Luther King Jr. That was a joke. I'm going to have a drink while well, some of you get that. See, God and me are on just a different level of humour. I apologise to the visitors that are here this morning that don't know me. Because <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Verse 3. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened, it was fractured, it was, the word is, it was diseased by our flesh. It was, it was diseased. By our flesh. <laughs> but get this. God loves our flesh. God made us like this. And you go, uh, 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 that doesn't make sense. He, 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 he likes our flesh. Yeah, he does. He likes our nature, but he wants us to choose to align our nature with Jesus' nature. The best nature. His plan was from the beginning that we would grow up into him who is the head of the church, who is the son of the living God. The law is very powerful. The law actually brings goodness into our life. It was the pattern to show us how to have the good life, but it was weakened by our desires. By our, our justice code, it was by our opinions. It's weakened by all these things. <laughs> Does anyone else find that? You know, like you go, I know I should be doing that, but I, I don't. I, I keep going off onto this. Or someone corrects you and you just go, well, I'm, I'm not going to. Oh. Remain teachable. Remain teachable. Please remain teachable because that's what a disciple does. They discipline themselves to always be hearing, always be learning through every situation. I'm glad that when I make a mistake, that that doesn't identify, that doesn't become my identity. My identity is I am a branch in Jesus. I'm bearing good fruit. So um, it was weakened by the flesh. God... God did by sending his own son in the likeness, in the likeness of sinful flesh. So he sent him in the likeness of sinful flesh. He was never sinful flesh, but he was flesh. To be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh once and for all. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. The righteous requirement of the law has now been made real. It has now been made, melded in us. 
We now carry the righteous requirement of the law because of what Jesus did when we remain in him and his word remains in us. And you might be going, oh, but that sounds like a lot of hard work. It's not. It's really simple. It might be a little bit complex sometimes, but it's not hard. It's when you find yourself traveling down the wrong path, you repent and you go down the right path. When you find yourself saying the wrong things, you go, oh, have you ever stopped yourself from saying something because you've been challenged on saying something like that before? My wife has done this to me so many times. I'm going, oh, my back's killing me. She goes, no, it's not. It's just hurting at the moment. Your back's not killing you. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm exaggerating. I don't know. You're right, I'm wrong. You're good, I'm bad. You know, She goes, stop making it all about you. And I'm like, okay, okay. and so he condemns sin in the flesh I'm so glad it's condemned it's dealt with in order that the righteous requirement of the Lord law might be met fully 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 in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires How true is that? Okay, a few of you got it. The mind set on the flesh. Oh, those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. I realize that I'm like this so much. It just, so much. I don't even have to think about it. (laughs) I don't even have to think, flesh, what do you want? It just immediately does what it wants. It smells something. Oh, that smells good. I want that. You know, see something. Oh, that looks good. I, I want it. You know. it, it sees someone else. Oh, I wish I was like that. I wish I was like that person. People see me and they go, gee, I wish I looked like him. You know, like, I wish I smelled as good as Steve. Not yesterday. I was, I was harvesting my honey. Oh, let me tell you about my honey. And not my wife. She's my honey. But um, I, I, I put in a flow hive like three months ago. And the guy, um, Lee Cubitt, who helped me, got me a, a swarm to put in it. He, he said, you'll start seeing some things in this that you've never seen before. And I, you, you've heard me talk about hierarchy, the hierarchy of heaven and the hierarchy of, uh, now on earth. That there's a hierarchy model set in heaven that God is showing us through the pattern of the world. That's why it says that God has placed, you know, His eternal um, plans in the earth so that no one has an excuse. And I've started seeing God everywhere. These bees, I can go and stand right at the opening of the door, which is a silly thing to do because they follow the pheromone paths. If you move that even a meter, they get lost and they can't find their home again. They, they follow these paths. So if you stand off to the side and you can just watch the bees flying in and, I'm, and I get down and I look at them, I'm so amazed with it. And they don't even know I exist. They don't even know that I'm there. They're oblivious to my presence. But to me, I'm actually like God to them because I'm a steward of heaven to them I have been placed on this earth. You have been placed on this earth to be the representation of heaven on earth. We are God here, little g, little g. We are God to our animals. 
We are God to our gardens. We are God to those things around us because we are meant to be righteous stewards of God's plan here on earth. Just imagine if we had governments that were God, stewards of the planet. If we had corporations that were stewards of health instead of just stewards of making new chemicals to thrust into our bodies. Imagine if we had um, food companies that were stewards of producing good stuff instead of just um, hitting the bliss factor. (laughs) I've been learning about that, the bliss factor. Getting the right amount of sugar, salt and fat in it that our bodies go, I want more of that. KFC have nailed it. They say, you know, all the the 12 secret herbs and spices, is it? 11? 11? What is it? I haven't heard it for so long. It's not. It's just salt, fat, sugar. They put it in there in such a beautiful, blissful way that it hits the mark. McDonald's can't even get close. Hungry Jack's is way out of the picture, but you drive past KFC and, and, and the dirty bird sings to you. Oh... The dirty, greasy. <laughs> That's where my comment, are you thirsty for chicken? Because you drink that chicken, don't you? It's got so... <laughs> and if you've got a dry piece, that's a bad KFC. It's got to be like, oh yeah, that went down easy. <laughs> Those who have who live according to KFC, have them, no, sorry, live, have their mind set on what KFC desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. This requires discipline. This requires a change in our mindset. This requires a change in our attitudes, a change in our behaviour. And so now, um, this is the far, final part of it. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Sorry, I missed a part. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. That is God's plan for our life. Life in Him, in Him was life, and that light was the light of mankind and peace. My peace I leave you, not the peace that the world gives that is there for one moment and then it's taken away. No, peace that remains in every situation and circumstance. You can be in a a tumultuous season of your life and you can be going, thank you, Father, that you're teaching me lessons. When I go through really rough times, I I immediately say, Father, teach me everything I need to learn in this season because I never want to be in this season again. I never want to be in this place again. But please don't get Try and get out of the season before the season's done with you. Don't be done with the season before the season's done with you. Because God makes all things work together for good. Count it all joy, pure joy when you suffer trials of many kinds. It's not that you go around looking for trials to suffer under. No, but when we do, because in this world you will have troubles, the Word of God says. Count it all joy. Actually count it all joy. God, you're doing something good. My hopeful, my hope here, my joyful expectation of good is that God's going to do something amazing out of this. And I get to be in joy, in peace, in life before I even see the good because I know He's going to do it. He's going to do it. 
Where am I up to? The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. I've had people sending me stuff recently and it's, and it's all fallacy. You know, like this is happening and they're doing this and they, they. The they's out there are very mysterious, aren't they? There is not meant to be us and them. There is now therefore no Jew or Gentile, man or woman. We are all one in Christ now. That's the whole planet. It's not just in the household of faith. That's the whole planet. That's the mindset that we have about everybody. They don't have it. We're the them today. today. Let's leave that one alone. It's hostile. And when I've tried to say, hey, hey, but wait a minute, what you're telling me is that this is bad and it's so terrible and it's only going to get worse and this is what God's Word says and they go, yeah, yeah, but. It's like, no, 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 drop your butt. You, you can't have a butt because it, you're, you're actually being governed by the flesh here. You're not being governed by the Spirit. And it goes on to say, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile, but it says, verse 8, those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. And you might think, oh, what? So I can't please. No, no, you can't glorify God. You can't bring glory to God. It stops us from worshipping God. It stops us from actually being appreciative of where we are right now. Because where you are right now, whether you're going through a triumph or whether you're going through a trial, God is with us. God is with us and He's not going to move on until you realise that He is with you and He is doing a great work in your life. We, have this, we had this beautiful dog, Hunter. He was a German short-haired pointer and he loved killing birds, chasing birds. It was in his DNA. God put it in there and we'd come out in the backyard and there'd be a dumb pigeon sprawled out over the backyard. <laughs> Pigeons are pretty stupid. They build a nest in a tree this high and they wonder why a German short-haired pointer comes up and just goes, oh, beauty. But he would point. His little paw would go up and he'd point at things and usually a bird. He would see a bird and just immediately and he'd just stand there looking at this bird, pointing at it. Amazing thing. Bill Johnson brought this out because he's into hunting and all that sort of stuff and he uses pointers all the time. If one dog sees something and points at it, all the other pointers honour the point. All the other pointers, all the other dogs honour the point. They go, you're pointing at something? I'll point at it too. Before they even see what it's being pointed at, they're pointing at I feel like I need to do that. I feel very unmanly doing that, but it's... You know, (laughs) there are people in the Word of God that have been pointing to Jesus. Paul said, follow my point because I've seen what it can do. Follow what I'm pointing at. I'm pointing at Jesus. We're right in a season at the moment where the enemy is pointing at what all the other this is a fault that's a fault look what's going wrong this is all bad I don't even want to get into it all because there's so much 
there is so much going on at the moment. Like they just had 600 mil of rain, oh, due to global, you know, change and all that. It's, Queensland's always had floods like that. We wish we had floods like that every now and then, you know, like, yeah. Don't look at that point. Honour the righteous point. Our Wednesday nights are for us to honour the point. That is for us to honour the point because there are people that are saying, I see Jesus, I see Jesus, I see what's happening at the moment. And if you can't see that at the moment because there's too many other points and directions going, we just got back from Adelaide. Adelaide used to be a little, you know, just a country town, a little bit bigger than a country town. I drove in there, I'm going, too many signs, too many lights. Well, I can't see anymore. What's going on? Which way do I turn? Luckily, I've got this woman on my phone that keeps telling me, stay in the second lane from the right, then you'll be fine. And I'm following the point. Please honour the point. Don't go, oh, that's a fake point. Because there's some people that do that. I can't see it. I can't feel it. Therefore, it must not be true. And we dishonour the point. But you will be honouring a point. You will be into something. You will put your, we, we will put our focus on something. Please honour the righteous points and position yourself to honour the righteous points. And even if you can't see what others are pointing at, honour the point. Honour the point and say, God's doing something. God's doing something because He wants to do it in your life. He's saying, I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet with me again? And you go, but wait a minute, God's got everything here. No, He wants earthen vessels that want to be filled with Him. He, that's His greatest desire in all of eternity that we, earthen vessels, choose to become like His Son, Jesus. That choose to become followers of Jesus. That honour the point. And I... I had so much scripture from like the Old Testament that's all pointing to Jesus, pointing to Jesus, pointing to Jesus. And one day everyone will see and they will point. They will point with their knees. They will point with their tongues. They will point with their eyes and they will acknowledge He is Lord. All this time I thought a religion was, was it. And I was just looking at religion, but no, it's Him. It's Him. So, and I'm not saying that to about the just the Wednesday night thing and the 10 nights of fire coming up. Ash, where were you when we were planning this? That 22, 2, 2, 2, 22, 2, 2, Bear Richie Binu. <laughs> oh, that's way too old. Honour the point. Please position yourself so that you can see the point. And even if you can't see what the point's pointing at or what, where, the, where that point is going, come honour the point because the presence of God is ready to be poured out on the earth like never before. We're seeing stuff all over the earth happening. Unfortunately, in the Western civilization, we have way too much that we have distractions pointing us and distracting us from the real true point. I want to honour the point. I want to I want to follow the example of those that are that are imitating Jesus and following that 
If you're able to stand, can you stand with me? Baggage. Baggage. You need to let go of baggage. You need to let go of baggage. Each one of us has baggage. There's some things in life that we're meant to carry and it's ordained that we would carry. That's why Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light because there is stuff that all of us must carry. But baggage is not one of them. Baggage. Like we just moved Bridie back from Adelaide and I now realise that we can never leave our home. Because we just got way too much stuff. There's not enough landfill on the face of the earth to put all our stuff into. We need to let go of baggage. There are so many of us here right now that need to let go of baggage. Some of that baggage is the point that we've been looking at. Some of that baggage is what we've been into recently, in what we've been focusing on, what we've been allowing to permeate our conversations and permeate our thought life and permeate our attitudes and atmospheres of our life. And I'm saying you need to let go of that baggage. And it's not me because it's the Holy Spirit saying it right now. Let go. This is a moment right now that you can be free of that baggage. So I'm going to pray. And whatever that is, you just need to say it quietly. I don't want you to think it even though God is the reader of of our hearts and He knows what's in our hearts and He knows what's in our mind, we need to take that step. We need to take a step sometimes. That's why we get people to come out the front. Not so that we can point you out, because it needs to be a physical act that you take a step of faith to do that. So this morning, I'm going to ask you to speak out that baggage that you're carrying. It may be a soul tie from a sexual encounter that you had. It may be um, uh, an immoral thing that you did that it has just keeps coming back. It may be lies that you told. It, it, it may be money that you took that was ill-gained. There was blood on it. And, and I'm not saying real blood, but you know what I mean by that. It was blood money. Or, or it could just be offences or words that have been spoken over your life that you're still allowing it to have breath in your life. And it's time to let go of that baggage and not allow it to contaminate your future anymore. You can be free. You can be free right now. It's your choice. I love that about our Father. I love that about the Holy Spirit. He gives us the freedom of choice. We can let go of it or we can carry on in self-pity and keep going, look what I have to carry. Look what I've got. Oh, it's so easy for you. You're not me. I've got to drag this thing along with me. No, you don't. You can be free. So I'm going to pray right now. I might get a little bit vocal. I don't know. 
Because this is warfare right now for your future. It's warfare. And I'm not the only one that's going to be doing it for you. There are people in this room that have been contending in the supernatural for this moment and for more moments to come for you to be free for you to be free, for us to be free. Because I've got stuff, I've got baggage in my life. I am now going to be letting go of. So speak that out. You don't have to yell it out unless you really need to. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. If you need to shout it out to get it as far away from you, to let that spirit know, let that demonic presence know, I am done with you. <laughs> let it go. I want you to speak it out and just let it go. So right now, if, you're, if you've got your partner next to you, you're married, grab their hand. Or if you're planning to get married, grab their hand. We're going to agree for households of faith, for individuals of faith. Father, thank you for your presence here right now. Lord, I thank you for everything that is required for us to be holy has been done. Now it's up to us to work out our own salvation, our own wholeness with reverence and awe that You have done it, Father. You have done it, Jesus. Father, thank You for bringing the breakthrough. Thank You for the victory that You have passed, present and future. It has been done. Jesus, You told us to cast our cares on You because You care ultimately for us. Thank You, thank You, thank You for caring for me. Even when I didn't care for myself, You cared for me. You cared for us. Oh, and your burden is easy. Your yoke is easy. Oh, it's light. It's easy. It's so easy to carry. Oh, in Jesus' name, we come against the burden, the, the baggage that you have been, the enemy that you have been causing us to hold on to. It is no longer your identity. You don't have to carry it anymore. Let it go. Speak it out now and say, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I And physically, let it go. Let it go. Let your hands go and say, I'm done with you. I will not pick you up again. I will not think of you again. I will not speak of you again. You are dead to me. You are dead to me. You have no control over me anymore. I am in Jesus. I am producing good fruit. I am a branch of Jesus. His Word is in me. I am in Him and I will not be separated from the destiny, the victory, the providence, the blessing that my God has for me. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And in Jesus' name, we all agree. Make it so. Make it so. Make it so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh. Evidently, the lectern was baggage in my life because it just, and my iPad is definitely baggage. <laughs> oh. Breathe in. Thank you, Father. Start thanking Him for the victory. Thank you, Father, for victory. Thank you for the destiny that you have for my life. Thank you for the fruit that you desire for my life. And it's easy. You know, a tree doesn't have to sit there and go, got to make an apple, got to make an apple, got to push out those oranges. It just happens. Fruit just happens. 
The bees are busy buzzing around, just doing their thing. Oh, one day you're going to hear a message that's just all about bees. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, don't give away too much. <laughs> they are amazing. And that's just one aspect of God's immense nature and His immense creation. Father, I thank you for all my brothers and sisters. I bless them right now in the name of Jesus. I speak protection over their mind, over their body, over their soul right now. Father, I thank you for you causing your face to shine upon each one of them. Father, be with them as they get up and as they lay down. Thank you for fresh dreams and fresh visions from your Holy Spirit, fresh prophecies from your Holy Spirit right now. Father, thank you for being with them when they go out and when they come in. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for being our God. Thank you for calling us out of darkness into the kingdom, the glorious kingdom of your Son. Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. What a great God we serve. What a great God who is our Father. What a great God. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.